0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. The big story in America right now is the arrival of Benjamin Netanyahu giving a speech to AIPAC today and then to Congress tomorrow. It's inspired quite a bit of hand-wringing. It's also inspired a fantastic ad uh, asking the question, where's Hillary? President Obama is holding secret talks with Iran. Even as Iran threatens to wipe Israel off the map, the Israeli prime minister is coming to Washington but Obama won't talk to him. Instead, Obama and anti-Israel Democrats are boycotting him. Israel's friends, Democrats and Republican, are fighting back. But where's Hillary Clinton? Does she support the boycotters? Or is she
1: too afraid to stand up to them?
0: With us from, of course, the Weekly Standard and the Emergency Committee for Israel, Bill Crystal. Bill, how are you doing this morning?
1: fine, Michael. How are you?
0: Uh, So your ad is generating quite a bit of attention. But interestingly, I've yet to see any reporter actually ask Hillary, where are you?
1: Well, if he could find Hillary, you know, she's been in, like, (laughs) witness protection program for the last month. Her front-runner strategy is to avoid all difficult choices. But this is a kind of clear instance... Democrats are split. Obama's on one side, lots of Democrats on the other, lots of liberals, lots of members of the pro-Israel community who are not Republicans. Abe Foxman, Elie Wiesel saying, no, go to the speech, show support for our friend and ally Israel. So where's Hillary? You know, what's her position? Can she really? And I really do wonder, will the media let her just duck and pay no price for avoiding issue, you know, questions that every other candidate has to take a position on.
0: Uh, The answer is yes. The media will absolutely. Good point. point. Remember, there is no shame. I mean, just this weekend, the number of corrections that major newspapers had to do on Scott Walker, for example, wildly incorrect stories from scam websites, and they put them on the front of the, you know, uh, Daily Beast. It's just crazy. But I want to ask you, though, about the big picture here with Benjamin Yahoo arriving. What is it he's trying to do? Is he trying to get reelected in Israel? Is he trying to hurt President Obama? Does he have a foreign policy strategy, a little bit of the three?
1: I really think he wants to prevent a bad deal with Iran, which he regards as the next essential threat to Israel, letting Iran become a nuclear threshold power, which is basically our stated position now uh, the Obama administration has so collapsed in its negotiating stance it was once a, as Kissinger said, once a, once a negotiations to stop Iran from getting nuclear weapons is now a negotiation to let them get nuclear weapons, but a little more slowly than they might otherwise. Uh, I don't even believe the slowly part. This morning the uh, International Energy, uh, uh, IAEA, um, which is you know the nuclear watchdog of the UN, not exactly a bunch of rabid uh, hawks and neocons said they have no confidence that they know what's going on in Iran because Iran hasn't given them full access to their possible programs and, and some of their activities. So, you know, it's really terrible what I think. I think this is how genuinely believes that if he could speak to Congress, perhaps Congress will step up and prevent a bad deal.
0: Uh, the other part that this is so fascinating to me is why the White House seems so desperate to get a deal with Iran. Uh Number one, do you agree with the people who say that President Obama thinks his great second-term legacy will be in a deal with Iran? And number two, does anyone in Washington or in the world think you can trust Iran with any kind of deal at all?
1: Uh, number one, you know, he, Ben Rhodes, one of his top advisors, said about a, a year ago. This was a, He said it to a bunch of liberals in the White House, but the uh, tape got smuggled out that a deal with Iran would be in the second term what Obamacare was in the first uh, we may think Obamacare is a disaster. It, it is. But nonetheless, it's, Obama thinks it's one of his great achievements. Now, he thinks that it will be his flight to Tehran next year, or later this year, to celebrate the deal. It will be a you know, transformation in American foreign policy. He really believes that uh, a U.S.-Iran kind of arrangement in the Middle East is better than continued hostility to Iran. He seems to think that magically, uh, letting them get nuclear weapons, maybe will make them friendlier in other respects. Or he doesn't really care if they're friendlier in other respects. He says, I wonder, does he even worry? About the Iran sponsorship of terrorism, does it worry about the fact that there'll be a nuclear arms race if Iran gets becomes a nuclear threshold state? Uh, Some of this is just kicking the can down the road past January 2017, but it is it is. I mean, their their actual arguments have collapsed. That's one of the things even liberals have noticed recently. They don't really have a substantive argument for their deal. Their only argument for their deal is the alternative is war which is ridiculous, the alternative to sanctions and continuing to pressure Iran and sabotage and preventing them from making progress on their nuclear program.
0: I have to ask you about the report from a Kuwaiti newspaper that uh, Israel was planning to do a a bombing run similar to what they did to Iraq's nuclear program and that the U.S. told them no. Do you think that's a credible story? Is, Is it one should we even pay attention to? Is it at least significant that it's so believable, Bill? Does that tell us something about our relationship with Israel?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's the correct story in the sense that the Yahoo sort of ordered it and then it got called off because Obama threatened to shoot down Israeli planes. But obviously there's been a huge amount of American pressure on Israel not to act against Iran. And so we're in the position in America, really a terrible position, I think, for the Obama administration to be in, of uh, not doing anything ourselves and stopping one of our closest allies or trying to stop or discourage, let's say, one of our closest allies from acting uh, against an existential threat to Israel, but also a threat, obviously, to the Middle East as a whole, to our interest there. Um, we have good reporting in the Weekly Standard this weekend by Tom Jocelyn and Steve Hayes about the Iran-Al Qaeda connection. I mean, these are really, this is a very bad state, and the idea that we're sort of com- now going to be almost complicit in them getting nuclear weapons or being on a, th- a threshold of nuclear power is really appalling. And as Mike Buchowski points out in the weekly standard, you know it's one thing if you you know, Munich was horrible but Nazi Germany was a very powerful country and Britain wasn't ready for war. Why are we so intimidated by Iran? I mean, this is not Nazi Germany.
0: Right. But you have to be intimidated when you're unwilling to fight and when the number one goal is to never fight under any circumstances ever. All all that leaves you with is various forms of cowardice. I want to ask you, Bill, in Atlanta, Congressman John Lewis, respected member of the Black Caucus and, of course, civil rights leader uh, with an amazing personal history. He has said he will not attend the Netanyahu speech. What would you say to him if you happen to run into him in the halls in uh, D.C. in the next 24 hours about why you think he should?
1: I would tell him with all respect that his loyalty to Barack Obama should not uh, lead him to sort of follow Obama in his peak. Obama doesn't have to meet with Netanyahu. That's fine. But members of Congress probably should attend out of respect, because I don't want to. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Um, but I do think this is a case where Obama has put Congress Democratic congressman in a position where um, it'll it'll be viewed by them and their constituents as if he's they're somehow disrespecting President Obama if they go to the speech, which is what' entirely playing into obama 's hands there's nothing that Sanyahu did to make this to make this the case and yeah I, i'm sure that go out of his way to be polite to the Obama administration, to President Obama personally. Uh, and I think he's going to give a very substantive policy-heavy speech on Iran. So I guess I would say to Congressman Lewis, is, okay, fine, if you don't go to the speech, don't go to the speech. But then be serious about the Iran deal. Don't just assume that uh, because Barack Obama, said the Obama administration, so desperate for a deal says, hey, we've got to have this deal or the alternative is war. Don't go
0: along with that. Uh, We have one last item uh, that we're learning from this Netanyahu kerfuffle, and that is that if you want to guarantee political success, Bill, get President Obama to oppose you. Because the latest Gallup poll shows support for Netanyahu around its all-time high ever here in the United States. And if you notice 2010, 2014, there is nobody as good as getting people to like Republicans as President Barack Obama.
1: It's amazing about the numbers, I think, were 45 favorable, 24, something like that, unfavorable, including, uh, and he's improved on all fronts, including among Democrats. It makes you wonder, Biden didn't go to Uruguay this this weekend, as he was supposed to. He says he has a bad cold. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he'll show up Tuesday at the speech, and I want Hillary Clinton supposed to be in D.C. tomorrow. I don't know if she showed up in the gallery. It would be risky because the left wing of the Democratic Party doesn't like Israel. But right. I'm, I'm personally—I know they take my advice, Biden and Hillary. <laughs> I think whichever one showed up, it would be a dramatic moment. You know, well, we- definitely be
0: dramatic, and uh, it would be important. But once again, I just apparently it's—it's—it's it's, it's like the, uh, the, the 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 Obama syndrome. It's like the reverse negative syndrome or something. It's just the more he doesn't like you, the more and more the American people like you. So. Maybe this is like Putin's secret strategy, too. I don't, maybe he's just trying yeah. to make Obama mad so his numbers will go up. I, I can't figure it out.
1: What it does show, though, is that the notion that Netanyahu has ruined U.S.-Israel relations is ridiculous. Right. He has a rough relationship with Obama, but the American public likes Israel uh, more, as much or more than ever and actually likes Netanyahu, too.
0: And, Bill Crystal, we like it when you join us here. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. And my pleasure. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.